on, Dan. Come on. Push. Push. No, don't let go. Oh. Sorry. I'm never going to get it off the ceiling now. Oh, it's stuck. Oh, hang on. Let me do, let me just get the lighting right, because I just want it to be the right look and feel for our guests. That's a big occasion. Oh. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, uh, what is that? Oh, dear. Oh, hang on. Let me just... He's got one of those cheap candles again from the market. <laughs> it won't go out. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And this is our third birthday episode. Uh, and you've caught us on the hop a little bit because we haven't quite finished the preparations for our very exclusive party. Very swanky affair, as we always have. Yes. Uh, to celebrate, to mark the occasion. But we've had balloons and fire alarms going off, and the sprinklers have come on as well. We're absolutely we're sat here sopping wet, but we've got to get the episode recorded. So, so I'm going to have to sit here sodden and mm. just get on with it. Well, I thought I might just take these off actually, if that's okay, and just I've got my underwear on. No, don't. Yeah, because I think uh, I think your mother's booked as a stripper for later on in the episode. So. Oh. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. And hopefully it's not young Samantha from your Auntie Debbie's uh, modelling agency. Lookers. Yeah. Now, Will, last year when we celebrated our second anniversary, of course, it was a Pet Shop Boys episode. Uh, It was behaviour that time. And we had a lot of guests with us on that one. Not only the people from the album, uh, Harold Faltermeyer, fans of the band, uh, Dubstar and Bright Light, Bright Light, and so many more. But also we had... Jesse Wallace, I think, was there. Sean Williamson. Uh, I have to say, the guest list is a little bit more. One year on, and obviously we're in the Patreon club now as well. So mm. we've got a bit of a more of a high quality guest list tonight. But it would be awful if no one showed up, wasn't it? We've got all the snacks out here. You've got your Bombay mix and uh, Twiglets. I've got my Volavants. It'd be awful if no one turned up. Well, hopefully that isn't the case. No, I'm sure that won't happen. <laughs> Also, Dan, I think it's worth saying we did have a lot of people contribute to that two-year episode. And how could we possibly top that today, particularly with Neil Tennant himself introducing the episode? Exactly. So we're not even going to try. We're not going to (laughs) try. We've gone for a whole new approach this year. This is the start of a week of episodes. Today we're talking about, and I haven't even said it yet, Will, on the turntable today is Bilingual by Pet Shop Boys. But for the rest of this week, for our patrons... We're talking about Coldplay's Milo Zaloto, Girls Aloud's What Will the Neighbours Say, Scissor Sisters' Tadar, St. Etienne's Foxface Alpha, and Artful Dodgers, It's All About the Stragglers. And on Tuesday, for everyone to say thank you for joining us for three years, we are celebrating one year of Thomas Ball's Black Country Disco. And we like to think that that curation of albums, obviously they all have a tenuous link as to why we're talking about them over the next week, but... We feel like that is a wonderful cross-section of the genre straddling we do on Track by Track. So we're talking about some of our favourite artists, we're talking about some people that we've wanted to talk about for ages, uh, and we're bringing it right up to date with an album that's just a year old as well by such an exciting new talent. But today it's all about bilingual and will. The reason we're celebrating this one, we are celebrating our third anniversary, but this album has just turned 25 years old. And I, Dan, I'm not even going to insult 
uh, anyone's intelligence. I mean, I will do yours at some point, but this is by telling everyone for the umpteenth time who Pet Shop Boys are. But this, uh, we can, I can talk a little bit about the album we're talking about today. So Bilingual is the sixth album um, released by the Pet Shop Boys, and this was released in September 1996, 25 years ago, as you said. This was a very exciting time in music for me and for many people, I'm sure. But 96 to 98, such a huge moment uh, for brilliant pop music, uh, emerging groups, established groups coming back. Uh, for this one, uh, Pet Shop Boys definitely embraced more of a kind of high energy dance sound, which was very much something that was really popular at the time. But of course, they did it with true class, true style and true tongue in cheek fashion. And yeah, like you said, this album turns 25. We've talked about a few other albums that turned 25 uh, in 2021, including Spice Girl Spice uh, and Gina G's Fresh early this year. And I feel like the last few weeks, or maybe the last few months, just this mid-90s period uh, with Lightning Seeds as well quite recently. It just, yeah, it's, it's definitely a favourite time, I think, of both of ours. This was when I was kind of really getting into music and reading music magazines. Uh, I will say... My favourite ever Pet Shop Boys song is on this album. I won't say what I'm going to say until we get to that song. <laughs> so we've got lots to look forward to with this album. Uh, further Listening was a struggle, I have to say, because there's so much to choose from in Further Listening for this album. B-sides, remixes, there's a lot, hell of a lot. So much so that if you've listened to our first episode of Further Listening, which is our Patreon exclusive series, you'll know that we are going to be doing more than one on Pet Shop Boys because there's so much there. And actually, this is kind of ground zero for that because there's just an awful lot of good stuff around from this time. So shall we do it, Will? So, side one, track one. It's disco. I shame you can't see what we were doing because we were strutting around the recording studio like a pair of flamenco dancers uh, in that song yeah it's a good job no one's turned up to the party early actually because there's no room for anyone else to dance we were around the dance floor clapping shaking shimmying basically we're at the carnival aren't we Will? Yeah, and you put your stiletto down so hard on the floorboards you actually put your foot through into the unit down below again we'll sort that out later I love the way this album starts because it's it is very underplayed when this song starts with that kind of but then it slowly builds up and you've got this very sultry sexy beat that comes in and then you've got a bit more of that kind of flamenco latino style it's two different styles sorry more of that flamenco style coming in which immediately then embraces this uh idea that this album isn't just about Pet Shop Boys singing songs about things heartbreaking, about things tender and real to a couple of English guys. This is something that's going to be a little bit more. This is something that's going to involve other languages, inspirations from other cultures as well. 
and just with some huge dance beats thrown behind it. And this builds through this track. And I think actually, in a way, they do set out their stall for what's to come on this album. But also, this is it's about the discotheca. Uh, and there's lots of different interpretations of what the song actually means, some underlying messages that Neil has spoken about as well. And it is poppy and it is dancey, but it's also very, very chilled. But I think just through some of those, uh, again, Latin influences, you know that this is just the start of something to come. The percussion and the horns bring that carnival theme in and the repetition of a lot of the elements of the song make you want to dance you're not completely in it yet. You're just shimmering, you're clapping. You know, we were going a bit wild, but we've had a couple of glasses already. But also I think what's really interesting is that this album came three years after Very and that huge tour that supported the album, including the uh, Rio uh, live date, which uh, we talked about on Further Listening again, some of the live tracks on that. And I think you can clearly imagine that they were in South America, they were hearing this music and they were influenced by it. And here we are, it's bilingual. This was also, I, th- I think at some point intended to be a full single release, but it ended up on the biling- single bilingual CD release. But there are a number of different versions of this song. There is the album version, there's a single version, there's an extended version, there's a new version, and there are a number of remixes as well. The clearly, the, go- the boys love this song. Mm. And I just, I find myself feeling very entranced by it and charmed by it. It's not immediate, but it is infectious and gets gets in your head. Uh, just a little bit of translation for you, Dan. Probably not the last time we'll do this, this episode. Uh, Tikiero, which uh, is used in this song, means I want you. Oh. I want you, or I love you. Oh, I'm thinking of Steps, Summer of Love. And Digame means tell me. So this wasn't a single, but I think it could have been like a few tracks on this album that weren't. Mm, I was going to say, it's not the first time we'll say that on this album. And interestingly, I wonder if we might say that a single perhaps wasn't the right choice for a single. Oh, Dan, I hope you're not setting me up for a fall here. Constantly. (laughs) Happily. (laughs) But in terms of getting us started on this new journey through bilingual and more uh, exotic affair, a much more heavily produce dancier affair i think it does a really good job but also slowly builds up because they're going to be some absolute bangers coming up still oh, oh sorry i you just, you just mean to slap my hand down quite so vigorously and that there. was on his thigh ladies and gentlemen <laughs> boys and girls and everyone else listening so shall we move on then to track two yes and this is single So interestingly, it is actually just called Single on the album, but it was renamed a single bilingual uh, release of single. Dan, do you know why? For the purpose of this podcast, no. Uh, because there was another song called Single. Yeah, and I find that a bit strange, really, because mm. there's lots of other songs called lots of other things. I always think about Single by Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, yeah. And that's the way she wanted to be. Is it? Well, that's what the song that's says. That's the line in the song. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
so this was this was a single as well so this was the third single to be released from this album and do you know what the thing i love most it's a small detail but it is again all about the joy of the album Mm -hmm. the fact that track one and track two bleed and continue so track one continues into track two and i love that because it feels like a continuing story rather than two very separate songs, even though the two songs are very juxtaposed, uh, because this is actually quite a, quite amusing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, the the merge, like if this album is, for the most part, a carnival, a party, and the merge is just the perfect way to put them together. Um, but you said this is quite amusing. You're talking lyrically. Lyrically. It is rather amusing, isn't it? Uh, a businessman yep. going away. On business class. Uh, trying it on with ladies. Mm. Uh, he's single and bilingual, so you know who knows what could happen. Mm. Uh, some more translations for you, Dan. Yep. So Adelante. Adelante. Forward. Yep. Un momento, por favor. No, no idea. One moment, please. Oh. And hey, hey, una discoteca por aquí. Is there a discotheque around here? Which is great because obviously the previous track, Discoteca, it's not only the songs musically, musically m- merging together, but also the, the themes throughout. I really, yeah, I really think this album is very clever in how the songs see together in the uh, track listing of the songs and certainly for this introduction. Uh, so this was the third single and I've got to tell you how it did. So we got to number 14 in the UK singles charts back in 1996. Uh, some interesting content on the single release, but I am just going to give us a moment to talk about Confidential, which was a demo recorded in 1992 for Tina Turner. In 1992? Mm. And then it didn't get released till 96. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah. And I'll keep it confidential It's secrets Confidential May come as some surprise, but I can stay secret from prying eyes, so don't worry, I'll keep this. Dan, it almost sounds like Neil is trying to put a little bit of Tina inside that track. It does. And I guess when it, when you write a song for someone else, you kind of probably have to put yourself inside them, don't you? Of course, they also did the work with Liza, with Dusty. Uh, girls allowed um so yeah i like to think that neil put himself inside the mall lady killers you said this was a single will this uh, and this got to number 14 i did some research with rob just on the side of our new project bob? um copsy bob copsy yeah new his, his dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> mr copsy and other new entries that week were from perhaps an even more iconic british music duo uh, in at number 13 anton deck with When I Fall in Love. Oh, but that was actually one of their better songs. It's forever, forever, forever fall, fall in love. love. And the rap that comes in. When I fall in love, I want my love to be strong. The physical attraction that goes on and on. I want to hold you close. I want to feel you near. Surround you in the dark. Protect you from the fear. I want to grow close. Together grow old. I want to trust, love, and be told. Eternity till death doors part. You blew my mind. Now take my heart. Also, in at number one that week, Prodigy with Breathe. But maybe... Uh, an even more iconic male duo uh, in the top 10 that week. Robson and Jerome. Oh, right. 
Uh, also in the top 10 that week, the Woolpackers. So it's quite a TV heavy uh, <laughs> chart that week. Uh, for ITV heavy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I saw Antoinette was still on the BBC then. But Track number three now, and this is Metamorphosis. Allow me to try and explain Living proof that man can change I knew what I wanted, I knew how to get it It didn't make me happy so I started again And what I wanted to be was a family man Nature had some alternative plan So I did without the lock, put emotion on hold And hoped my instincts would do what they were told Metamorphosis there I mean it's quite clear what he's talking about, isn't it? Absolutely, well, is he talking about a metamorphosis? Yes Not a metamorphosis Oh, why are you do? Why are you doing that? You're just trying to rile oh, me up on our third birthday as well. Who the hell do I think I am? <laughs> well, you said it. Well, yeah. Uh, but whatever way you say it, this is him talking about being gay, isn't it? Yeah. This is is we spoke about very. We talked about how that was the coming out album. Things had been hinted at before that. This is him out and proud, and at the carnival as well at the Mardi Gras. This is a full balls out of the bag and on the chopping boards party song. Uh, we, you know, such a kind of very much 1996 dance track. Mm. And it was produced by Andy Williams and Paul Roberts, a.k.a. K-Class, and synonymous with dance music in the 90s and the early noughties. The number of remixes they must have done for acts over the years uh, would be rather hefty, you couldn't, actually. You couldn't pick up a CD single in our price in the 90s without seeing K-Class remix in there, could you? And who is the female voice on this track, then? That is Sylvia Mason-James, who we have certainly spoken about before on Track by Track. She has done lots of touring with Pet Shop Boys and played with them at some iconic dates. Uh, But she's also worked with their pal, Robbie Williams, uh, and she's been a vocalist on tracks by the likes of Chicane and Freemasons. And what a voice on this song she has. She's really belting it out. And actually, you hear her just as much as you hear Neil on this track in fact i believe the song is credited to pet shop boys and sylvia mason james isn't it yeah good good but and um, that doesn't surprise me because they're very generous and dan what do you think neil thinks of this track now i've got a feeling he's not too keen on it that enamored with it now no he finds it a little bit embarrassing i think he does and that's sad because we were going for it on this one Mm. i think what neil is more embarrassed about is the lyrics isn't he and 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 i think it's quite bold and quite raw, isn't it? And maybe now he's a little bit older and a little bit more refined and reflective on life. Mm. He'd much rather sort of downplay that a little bit. I mean, we're just putting things inside his mouth, aren't we? So, Well, yes. But it's our third birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, anniversary. Well, and Dan, <laughs> speaking of which, if you look towards the door now, I think you'll see uh, a police officer coming in oh. who wants a word with you. Oh, and he's really gone for it very quickly. Oh, I thought he was here to talk about my um, TV license. He's uh, certainly showing you the long arm of the law there. Baby, take off didn't realise when your Auntie Debbie sent him down, he was going to be quite so uh, direct. And now he's, he is putting me up against it. I don't think we were getting to that till later on in the uh, episode, actually. But uh... Uh, And he's got a little bell as well on the end. Oh, on the end of his truncheon. It's quite just, what's your name? Yeah, my name's Darren. Darren. Oh, Darren, take a take a seat, love, and just enjoy the podcast. Well, at least we've got one guest this time. Probably put some clothes on. Dan, chuck that penny over him. No, over his head. Oh, honestly, listeners, 
Honestly. Well, that's actually my French maid's outfit. It's uh, like a hoopla in here. Uh, as well as Sylvia, Will, there's also a different vocalist on this one. We get to hear a bit of Chris. Uh, there's always a point in, the, in an album when you do hear a little bit from him. And so many lines to love in this. Even though Neil might not love it nowadays, there are so many lines to love in here. But one of the ones I, I love personally is Somebody Spoke and I Went Into a Dream because it is directly lifted from the Beatles song A Day in the Life, which is one of my favourite Beatles songs. So track number four now, and this is Electricity. This whole So electricity there, and I love how this one starts, that really slow, really robotic sound. I don't know if we're at the carnival anymore, Will. I think we've kind of nipped down this back street and we're down in some sort of dingy cabaret drag bar. Mm. Uh, and it's absolutely lovely. It is lovely. But in the concept of the album, well, let's say the concept of the album, I, I feel like it does feel like a concept album. And this whole album could be turned into uh, a stage show, which I think would very happily pay a good £25. Be closer to yeah, this would definitely be a darker moment. And it did actually remind me of some of the darker moments in Closer to Heaven, which, of course, appeared a couple of years after this. Uh, and then I read something interesting about a link between this and Friendly Fire. Really? Yes. Uh, I do believe that... Uh, I do believe. I do believe Friendly Fire was inspired by a dream that Neil had, which, of course, was used in Closer to Heaven. But some of the lines and some of the ideas of that track appear in this one. And this is, Neil is a, you know, it's almost a, he's got a bit of a character in this one. Mm. He's portraying a drag queen, lots of honeys, lots of sassy lines and lyrics. Do you know what the best one is? No. My chiffon is wet, darling. Oh. And you do often get your chiffon wet. It's a small animal. <laughs> like, it's more stout. <laughs> small, small stout, please, vet lovey. Uh, but I think it is nice to hear something different, but at the same time, it really fits in this album because it does feel like you're at the you're at the fiesta. It's just gotten going, and now you've slipped down a back alley for a quick a quick pick me up into a into a dive bar for a cheap drink and a cheap thrill. Sounds ideal. Is mm. that how we're going to end tonight? I hope so. Mm. Are you coming, Darren? Yeah, I think I think that bell was a yes. Oh, track number five now, and this is Say a V Day. Vida A, that's the way life is. This song for me, Will, has a real special connection. It's a real special memory in my Pet Shop Boys lifetime as a fan because this is the first song that I remember kind of really falling in love with of theirs, really as kind of getting into pop music, getting into my own sound. And this was on Now 35, which I had on double cassette. Uh, and I remember going back to this one and putting it on over and over again. It sat lovely between 
uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's from Deeply Something and You're Gorgeous by Baby Bird. And I just remember loving this song. Uh, it's such a optimistic, whimsical track, which is almost a little bit uncharacteristic for Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, definitely. This, I mean, it plays even deeper into the bilingual theme of the album because you're kind of, it's kind of, this track is is bilingual itself. Then the translation is, that's the way life is. Say Avida A, that's the way life is. If it wasn't clear in the song title. I had a, <laughs> a good guess. Uh, I didn't like to make assumptions. Um, you do like to stab in the dark. I do. And Will, wasn't it a great moment when we saw the Inner Sanctum show and they performed this one live? And it was like a big carnival, big yeah. party. I love, I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of the tracks on this album have this kind of relentless marching drum beat. Very camp, very high energy. Uh, and this was very much inspired by a Brazilian song that they discovered. Uh, and they do credit the songwriters in the in the notes for this track as well. Oh, good. But, I, you know, this is what, you know, this is the kind of vibe that was inside a lot of these tracks, isn't it? And for this one, I think it's so, whereas uh, Discoteca and some of the other tracks have kind of like built up to this mood with the drums at the start of this one, you're just instantly in the carnival, aren't you? And then in come the horns and in comes the kind of Pet Shop Boys groove and synths uh, and song structure. Um, it really is, yeah, for me, an all-time favourite Pet Shop Boys song. And yet, so different to so many Pet Shop Boys songs. It is. And like every every track on this album has had a, a different approach as well, hasn't it? Oh, which is very welcome in an album. Particularly, it does feel quite ex- experimental, doesn't it? Mm. This was a single... And unsurprisingly, it went straight into the top 10, got to number eight. And number one during that week, Will? Spice Girls with Wannabe. Oh, you never associate this being in the charts at the same time as that. Oh, so weirdly, I really do. I think just because that's when I was starting to get smash hits, that's when I was really into Spice Girls. And for me, this is that. This is that time. The video to this song is quite homoerotic. Lots of young people splashing about in water. Oh, Lots of tits and flesh. And that's just the men. Uh, on this one, Will, this was co-produced with Chris Porter, who has worked with the likes of Take That and Elton John uh, and worked on some of the other tracks on this album. And also on guitar is JJ Bell, who we spoke about on the Behaviour episode. Ah, uh, that was a good episode, wasn't it? Yeah, so is this. I hope some of the other guests arrive soon, though, because that hummus is starting to crust. Oh, pop, a, pop a bit of cling film over it or something. Did your mother ever teach you anything? No, not really. Darren, do you want any hummus? Don't put that in there. Oh, oh God. God. We have to bin that now. Well, I'll, I'll save it later. So, next one. Uh, now, track number six. And this is... It Always Comes As A Surprise. In your bedroom I don't know why It always comes as a surprise to find I'm here with you You smile And I am rubbing my eyes At a dream come true I won't play games So that is It Always Comes as a Surprise And one thing that I forgot to talk about on the last song, Will, but I can talk about on this song uh, One Man plays on both he plays the sax uh, and he is Andy Hamilton and he is 
pop music royalty. Uh, he played the sax on Duran Duran's Rio and Union of the Snake. Uh, he's played for Wham and George Michael for years and everyone else from David Bowie to Paul McCartney. Uh, and I love that he also appears on uh, these two tracks, but certainly on this one when it's just uh, such a such a mellow moment in the album. Uh, and this track comes as a surprise because it is a lovely midway through a kind of mid-tempo moment, but actually I think it's quite beautiful. It really is, yeah. It's and it, Because it continues, it feels like a continuation of some of the more romantic, heartfelt moments from Very or Behaviour, but the the beat, the rhythm, the, is it like a bossa nova, feels like part of this album completely. And Neil's voice as well, it's like he's singing from the heart. Mm. From the heart, I'm giving you everything. Karaoke Corner, in the carvery. Uh, Dan, mm? I think there's someone else at the door. Oh. No, wrong. They're down the. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think no, I've ordered these. Oh, sorry. I thought it was going to be a one-man band, not quite so many people. But come on, no, keep coming. Oh. Keep coming, Darren. Shove up a bit. No, in fact, sit on the floor, but cross your legs. Right, they, they've calmed. Right. How much did you pay for that? They were very cheap. I found them on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, you can get any, literally anything on there, and you can get rid of anything as well. The amount of shite old IKEA furniture I've sold on there. Two pieces. <laughs> Track number seven now. It's a red letter day. Red Letter Day there, and this is the one we mentioned at the start of the episode. This is my favourite Pet Shop Boys song ever. And I know that's not necessarily something that diehard fans would think, oh my God, yes. But there's just something about this track that I absolutely love. And maybe it's in the lyrics, uh, a song for all those that don't fit in uh, and wanting that special day, that Red Letter Day to celebrate those people. And I think it was at a time as well when politically... Uh, we were on the turn as well, moving towards a, a redder day as well. So I think it really had something to say about society at the time. The video was quite iconic. Do you remember it? Lots of people queuing up for things. People got, waiting, waiting yeah. for things. And this album version, Dan, is actually my least favourite version of the track. Because when it was released as a single, and this was a single, uh, it was the fourth single to be released and got to number nine. Uh, it was there was a single version of the song release which featured uh, the, some of the sample and production in the Motivate remix of the track, which the Pet Shop Boys loved after they heard Motivate's remix and wanted to incorporate it into the single remix. So actually, the single version is a lot dancier and features some very unmistakable Motivate motifs through it as well. And he gets a credit, doesn't he, Steve? He does, yeah, Steve Rodway does get a credit for it as well. But I think at some point during the Pet Shop Boys' career, it was inevitable that they would end up either working with or being remixed by Motivate 
considering everyone else that they've had along the way. But I just think this, it's, you know, the lyrics are brilliant. The production is great. The remixes are great. Uh, and I always remember the Top of the Pops performance from this for this track because it was one of very few that they did for this album campaign as well. But it was like 1996 Top of the Pops. It was a time when I was glued to the TV. Mm. And if you watch it, it's on YouTube. If you watch it now, it is, it just takes you back. Yeah. Top of the Pops at that time. Oh, just every, I was going to say Friday night, but no, I was corrected last time. Thursday night, wasn't it at this time? Yeah, it would have been Thursday night. Did move time. to a Friday, so I'm not. I wasn't completely wrong on that previous episode. <laughs> but well, I, I actually really, really love the fact that this is your favorite Pet Shop Boys song ever because we are both huge Pet Shop Boys fans. They are the band that, you know, that inspired this whole podcast series. It's been going on three years now, um, inspired the further listening element of it and the further listening spin-off series. Uh, we've seen them live together so many times. And yet this song probably wouldn't even be in my top 20 Pet Shop Boys songs. But that just shows the rich back catalogue of Pet Shop Boys and how diverse they can be and how much choice is out there. Um, the fact that and I, I really like this song and I love so much about it. I love how it's one of their most uh, dramatic songs. It kind of, you know, it came between Go West and Love is a Bourgeois Construct. And there's so much more around that that they've done that's similar to this. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the idea that this could be your favorite and not one of my all time favorites. I think, that, I think that's a really great thing. I just think it really speaks to me, this song and like, you know, for great music and very personal music does. And I just love the story attached to it as well. And I think the remixes for this. So there is the motivate remix, um, which we featured on the further listening episode for Pet Shop Boys. Yep. Um, but there's also like a Motivate dub. There's a Trouser Enthusiast, two Trouser Enthusiast remixes, which are also as epic and, uh, and, and and brilliant as you'd expect. Also, there are some Basement Jacks remixes for oh. this track as well. So I just think it was a very, it was just a great time for Pet Shop Boys. I just, lo- I, and I, I think I love the lyrics of it as well. And it's, all I want is what you want. I've always dreamed of, dreamed of a red letter day. It's just, it's great. It's really good. I can see when you're saying, I kind of wish listeners could see this. When you're talking about this song, it's almost like there are a few moments over the three years that I've seen you kind of really talk as heartfelt or passionately about a song. Most of the time, we're just making up any old shite, not aren't asked, we? Not asked the rest of the time. No, but I can really tell <laughs> what this song means to you. And, and I that's... can actually remember the first time I played this song to you. Yes, it was at your old place. Yeah, and it was way before Track by Track ever yeah. came into existence. And I think that's the same night you played Thursday to me by them as well, because for some reason I hadn't listened to any of that album apart from uh, vocal. What a night that was. Nothing happened. No, nothing happened. I th- was it the night when we stayed up far too late and then you ended up being late for work the next day? Yeah. Uh, happier times. I hope no one from work's listening. <laughs> so as you said, Will, this was a single and this was a record breaking single as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but not for a good reason. No. <laughs> If you didn't know, this song peaked at number nine, entered the charts at number nine, and the following week dropped out the top 40. So basically, all the Pet Shop Boys fans bought it in the first week. Yeah. And that was probably it. And the record was later broken by Embrace. Um, But I can't believe that because, you know, despite that, I've just said it's not one of my favorite Pet Shop Boys songs. It's still a Pet Shop Boys single. It's still a phenomenal song. It's still, you know, 
got all, had all those remixes on the single. But then again, well, it was single number four. Yeah, but also an incredible B-side, uh, which we did also talk about on Further Listening. The boy who couldn't keep his clothes on. Like Darren Love here, isn't oh, it? Oh, and all the band, actually. It's bloody <laughs> hanging out again. And all the bands. The 100 one-man bands. <laughs> Will, number one, when this was released, Spice Girls again. No, not Mama, Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, that's two separate songs. Also in the charts, there was Sash with Encore en Foi. Um, encore. Encore en Foi. I can't say it today. You've got a wonderful French tongue. Encore en Foi. And at this point, I have to talk about... Have you been watching on Channel 5 on a Friday night? They do um, like the top 30 hits of 94, 95, 96. It's phenomenal. But in 96, the one that I watched recently, there was like three Sash songs on there. It was just such a good time for music. It's a different time. It's a different time. No Pet Shop Boys on there though. Track number eight now. This is us in here at the moment where we've, we're desperately trying to get ready for this party. We've got a brass band and a stripper all hanging around here and not room to swing a cat or a jock strap just put it on darren up against it I think this is one of the more conventional pop songs on the album. And one of the more conventional Pet Shop Boys songs. Yeah, and not necessarily in the in the lyrics and the meaning behind it, but just in the production and the style of it. It's very piano heavy, lovely dance beat running through it. Yeah. I mean, I really like it, but it doesn't, it's not that carnival theme. And I can kind of get that. I mean, it, it it's throughout the album, this whole carnival Latin influence sound. But actually, perhaps it would have been a bit much if all 12 songs had that in it. Then it might have felt a bit more gimmicky, might it? It might. Yeah, it might have done. But I think, you know, you're really kept on your toes with this album, aren't you? Because everything is so varied. And this has got a friend of the podcast on guitar and backing vocals, Johnny Marr. Dare I say it, Dan, but this might be the first time I could say this is a very nice album track. Yes, I think you're quite right there, actually. And I think whereas some of the album tracks that came before were stronger, dare I say, and you could have imagined them played live during this tour, uh, this one I don't think would have made the set list. I might be wrong. And this will wasn't a single, but this was a radio hit in Sweden and some other countries as well. Oh, it's very radio friendly, isn't it? Very radio friendly. It does sound like it could have been um, a single, but I think when I'm saying that, I think I mean it, it sounds like it could have been a single written for someone else. Like obviously, they were writing for Tina around this time. Well, they weren't, because that was from 1992. Hate to pull you up on that. But... No, you've really enjoyed that. That's <laughs> the highlight of your yeah, third happy, anniversary. Happy three years. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this, this is a good song, and I would have liked to have heard someone else having a stab at it. Track number nine now, and this is the survival. Might be for 
So that was The Survivors. Uh, what a great time to talk with fantastic album artwork. And I say that with a heavy heart because I don't, I don't dislike this track at all. And it's got a very lovely, serious message to it as well. But let's have a look at the album artwork for this album. And uh, it is very much Pet Shop Boy style, very minimal. It's yellow, yellow border, pale yellow in the middle with bilingual written across it. And Pet Shop Boy is in very small blue writing. I mean, it definitely is. They're, they're very minimal with the artwork anyway, but this one, one of the most minimal, I would say. Kind of uh, hints of super with this one. Uh, but it's great. It stands out. It's very much them. You know it's Pet Shop Boys. Uh, and Dan, is it made by a familiar person? Yes, well, it's uh, Faro, uh, of course, long-term collaborators uh, of the artwork of the band. What do you think of the track? It, yeah, I mean, it is a beautiful song. It's obviously a very heartfelt song. It's talking uh, about the AIDS crisis, and it's something that is uh, a theme throughout Pet Shop Boys' career and throughout a lot of their lyrics. So I do like, I think I like the message of the song or the uh, the meaning of the song more than I actually like the sound of the song in comparison to other things on this album, if that makes any sort of sense. Yes. Uh, there are some lovely strings which are very prominent for the first time in this album, though, in this track. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I don't dislike it, but you have to talk about the artwork somewhere. Absolutely. Also, beautiful backing vocals on this one from Katie Kassoon, who we have talked about on previous Passion Boys episodes. Hello, Katie. And Will, I do like a song title that starts with the. And clearly so do Pet Shop Boys, because you've got the boy who couldn't keep his clothes on, the calm before the storm, the dead can dance, the dictator decides, the dumpling song, the end of the world, the forgotten child, the former enfant terrible, the ghost of myself, the last to die, the loving kind, the man who has everything, the night I fell in love, the night is a time to explore who you are, the only one, the performance of my life, the pop kids, the resurrectionist, the samurai in autumn, the Sodom and Gomorrah show, the sound of the atom splitting, the survivors of the theatre, the way it used to be, and the white dress. Ah, oh, well done. Can we get a round of applause for him in the room. Thank you. Thank you. On to track number 10 now, and this is Before. before there we are back in south america but only very subtly in sound but i really like this track will i think it's so club ready it's so again it's subtle but it's house music as well and it's a there's a new collaborator on this one isn't there yes there is danny tanaglia uh co-producer with pet shop boys so danny is a very well established uh dance music producer and you can definitely feel his impact on them in this track uh, it is a little hard to swallow that this was the lead single from this album, though, is the only thing I would say. I 100% agree. Obviously, it came a good few months before. Back then, you'd get a couple of singles before the album, and you did here as well. But 
Yeah, I have to agree. Love the song, but lead single from a new campaign? I'm not sure, Will. Maybe third or fourth single, or even, dare I say it, album track. Wow. Having a said good that, good album though, track. Good album yeah. track. Yeah. But having said that, and this might may, may come as no surprise, uh, it's Chris's favourite track on the album and one of his favourite Pet Shop Boy songs. Wow. Doesn't surprise me, though. No. Now, Dan, talk, please talk about the elephant in the room. So, uh, on some of the promo 12-inch uh, singles of the album, the artwork featured a close-up of a man's member. Uh, it wasn't Neil or Chris. They were quick to uh, assert fans. Was it you? Well, I was 10 years old at the time, so... <laughs> so it wasn't. Uh, no, it was from... Um, it was by American artist Richard Prince uh, from his photographs. Uh, now, I'm not sure we'll be sharing that one on the socials, Will. I think Instagram might have something to say about that. But we'll give it a damn good try. Oh, Twitter will be fine with it, though. Mm, no, get... you can put anything on Twitter, as I've seen on your in- feed, actually. That's my alt account. Now, I don't. I didn't know you were following that. Well, no, I can just. you can just see what people like. Oh, forget about that one. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, yeah. And they're certainly not flaccid. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the, uh, just to mention, actually, before we move on, this, yeah, this was a single. This was the first single, and it got to number seven in the singles chart. There are more remixes of this track than you can shake a stick at. And just because it's the last time I'll be able to say uh, in the charts that week, but in the top ten that week, number one was George Michael with Fast Love. Also in there, you've got... Uh, Michael Jackson, Manic Street Preachers, Gina G. And one's definitely not on the long list, Will. The 1996 Man United FA football squad with Move, Move, Move. Oh, it's funny you should mention that because I've got the 2021 football squad coming around in a minute. Oh, is um, Ian there? Who? The good-looking one. Which one? Well, bring him in. Let's see. <laughs> I'll get them to line up and you can give them all marks out of 10. Oh, lovely. Give them all one. <laughs> Uh, track 11 now, to step aside. And if I decide to step aside, I will try to reply to the feelings I there which is another banging dance track with a very much more somber meaning and intent behind it go on death oh but despite that it's very reminiscent of uh things like on a night like this waiting for tonight and i love that what is it the the other vocals the kind of chanting. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that is. I really, really like that. It's some sort of sample of, is it like children or something like that? Gypsies. Spanish gypsies. Is it? Yes. Oh, I love it. And this one, Will, was released as a double A side in the US with Sea Vida A. Sea Vida I love you. And came with a plethora uh, of remixes. A from- plethora. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of remixes as well but it's a great song this uh, you know the penultimate track on the album we're not petering out we are not petering out let's see what happens shall we as we go into the last track on the album and the title of this final track is Saturday Night Forever 
Saturday Night Fever there. Forever. Saturday Night Forever there. Um, it's not petered out, has it? This is such a good bookend. You've got Discoteca at the start and Saturday Night Forever at the end. We said, or we didn't say, I said, in some ways it feels like a concept album. And I really feel like this does the trick of, of this idea that I've got, this stage show, the bilingual stage show. Let's make it happen. Well, let's get on the phone to Neil and Chris, Stuart Price, as musical director. I think it's going to be a real treat. Uh, who would you cast in the main role, in the leading role? Not You can't cast yourself. What? Well, I'll be the understudy. Yes, quite. This is yes, a great way to end this album. Saturday Night Forever, almost like the fun, the dancing will never end when this out, even though the album will end. I just like the fact that this is a different spin. It's almost disco, this track. Yeah. It's uh, Danny Snaglia again on the produce with Pet Shop Boys, but sounds very different to his previous uh, uh, effort on before. Yeah. Well, I think this track was influenced in part by Saturday Night Fever. It'd be staffed if it wasn't in some way because of the title. But yeah, it definitely feels like more traditional disco, I think. And there were re- there were remixes of this one from Love to Infinity. Was it going to be a single, Will? Yeah, but you could have said that about several singles in the album, on this album that had remixes that never went anywhere. All right, I'll just shut my big fat mouth in. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> now, before uh, uh, the band and Darren are getting restless here and the football team will be here in a second and our rest of our guests. But before we get into further listing, there's like some pre-further listing we need to mention. Yes, so there were four singles released from this album, which we have spoke about all of them. But there was a fifth single as well, Somewhere, which was uh, later featured on a special edition version. So it would be remiss of us not to play a bit of that today, wouldn't it, Will? Yeah, let's have a little snatch of Somewhere. a little bit of somewhere there so yeah this was the fifth single this is of course not a tenant low written song this is from west side story and this was released uh because to promote the album Pesha boys did a residency at the savoy theater in london so they re-released the album and they included this as the single something of course very theatrical to tie into that theatrical residency what do you think to it will I think, yeah, it's really good. And also you can swing both ways with this as well because there's a more orchestral version or you could go right the other way and have a Trouser Enthusiast remix. And so they've nice. really got their bases covered there. Nice to have the choice. Mm. Um, but I love what they've done with it. Of course, the no stranger to a, uh, a cover version. They're no stranger to really making a song their own. And they've definitely done it here. So just a word on the album reception and performance. Uh, it was a mixed reviews, actually. So where you've got the likes of Enemy and Rolling Stone rating it really highly, you've got some other places like The Guardian uh, only giving it three out of five. Uh, but in terms of the album performance, uh, it did really well, as the Petra Boys album does. It got to number four in the UK album charts. I think there was a lot of uh, positive call-outs for the fact it was you know, a real embrace of... Other musical influences, particularly the more kind of Latin influences to it, 
a harder dance ed- edge, bigger production. Uh, yeah, all of that. Just miming along to everything he's saying. It doesn't really work on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I would give it eight out of ten. I would agree. And I did say at the start of the record that this is one of the albums that I haven't really listened to. I haven't really spent a lot of time listening to, despite the attachment to Sayavida. I've played it before. Of course I have, but I don't really go back to it. But I think I will, Will, after this. Oh, I'm glad, Dan Dan. <laughs> uh, it's, as I said, it's one of my favourite Pet Shop Boys albums. It's such a great dance album. It's very mixed. And it's got one of my favourite Pet Shop Boys. Oh, it's got my favourite Pet Shop Boys song ever on there. Now, further listening, um, we mentioned it earlier, was spoilt for choice. But I think we've got it down to a B-side and a remix. Yeah. And worth saying that on the further listening Pet Shop Boys episode, I think we chose three songs from this era. We really did hammer this era. But we've got two different things to talk about today. Dan, I'd love for you to go first. Good, because I would love to go first. And I have gone for The Truck Driver and his mates. The Truck Driver and his mates. So the truck driver and his mate there. When this one kicks off, well, I I hope this doesn't offend the lads in the band. Reminds me a little bit of Trigger Happy TV. <laughs> I love the grinding uh, sounds at the start of that. And it does make you feel a bit down and dirty, like you were sharing a cab uh, with the truck driver and his mate. Mm. And our Darren over here was telling us an absolutely disgusting story about that. And I bet his mate used to have those mucky calendars hanging in this little uh, bedroom cab. Enclave, the mm. little bit at the behind at the back. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Did oh. he, Darren? But what is, you know, you have to say to this one, you don't have to, but I will. What a fun song. It is, and it's also continuing that dance theme. I'd say it's a bit more housey, this one. Definitely. And also, Chris said that this was their little tribute to Oasis. Really? Mm. Apparently the chord uh, change is the same as some might say. It's a small tribute, but it's a tribute nonetheless. Mm. So that's my further listening choice. Uh, Will, what have you got? Uh, So my further listening choice, and I want everybody in the room dancing for this one. Last chance to dance. It is Discoteca, and it's the Trouser Enthusiast Adventure Beyond the Stellar Empire Mix. On the remix for Discoteca, that is Ian Masterson at his best in the guise of Trouser Enthusiasts. I think it's one of his best remixes. Uh, True to form, it's a near 10-minute opus, and I just think it is epic. It is, It was full on, uh, and it still maintains the essence of the track as well. Yeah. It's really good. Fantas- it was in your face and in and around your mouth as well. It was everywhere, that track. I loved it. <laughs> 
But also there are Trouser Enthusiast remixes available for Red Letter Day and also somewhere as well. So you're spoiled for choice. Definitely in his prime at this time for remixing. I mean, we've said it before and I'm sure we'll say it again and I'm sure we'll do it one day. There will one day be a Trouser Enthusiasts episode, won't there? There has to be. We're out of time. I just had an idea. We should try and get Ian Masson to remix our theme tune. So that was Bilingual. That was our third anniversary episode. Dan, I've just had a message from the minibus driver. Mm. So the minibus that has uh, in that minibus, you've got Bananarama, Ah. Jesse Wallace, Jerry Halliwell, uh, Vanilla reformed just to sing no way no way for us especially oh my this God. evening amazing a couple of the tailors from duran duran yeah uh tessa niles lovey oh friend of the podcast and ian uh and ian yeah ian lovey uh they're all stuck oh on the m25 apparently there's been a massive pile up so they'll be here later so we're just gonna have to amuse ourselves with darren and the brass band i'm sure <laughs> Do let us know what you think about Pet Shop Boys Bilingual, uh, the start of our week-long track-by-track celebration uh, and the start of many, many more episodes. If you want to hear five more episodes this week, as well as Tom Aspel, Black Country Disco on Tuesday, do join us on Patreon where you can hear us talking about Girls Aloud, Coldplay, Artful Dodger, uh, Snip, Snip, Scissor Sisters, Scissor Sisters. <laughs> Sorry, Dan was miming to me then, and I was trying to work out what he was miming. Uh, absolutely disgusting. And St. Etienne. And St. Etienne's uh, Fox Cub Alpha. Fox Space Alpha. So, yeah, do join us on Patreon for that. And also to catch up with previous episodes, including our further listening Pet Shop Boys special, where we delve into 10 of their best deep cuts. We better go, because I need to kill Will. <laughs> kill Will. So, until next time... I've been the truck driver. And I've been his mate. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, and they're all here. Come in, ladies. Come in. Oh, who's thrown up on Jerry? So until next time, I, you've been the truck driver. No, you were the truck driver. So until next time, I've been the truck driver. And I've been his mate. <laughs> no. You wanted to be the truck driver. Yeah. Right, do it one more time. <laughs> Is what you want. I'm, I'm always, always waiting, waiting for a red letter day.